Welcome to Intro to X. This podcast is out there. I am FBI Director Robin, and I'm joined by my special agents. Tammy. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have a, a, a special uh, guest with us <laughs> here today, um, here to uh, police the podcast. Uh, let me welcome uh, John Friday. I've returned. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> we have resurrected you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just call me right out right at the top of the podcast. Well, I guess I'm going home. <laughs> All right. Well, good to see you, John, or hear you, or. Yeah. And all that, so, uh, alright. Uh, the X-Mile we're opening today is for Season 3, Episode 5, The List. Welcome to Death Row, everybody. Woohoo! We're here, in the prison. <laughs> no. We are all way too white to be in Death Row, apparently, in Chris Carter's mind. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. All right, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there were only a few prisoners, but yeah, they were, they were all, um, they were all... Black, oh, I, I believe it. All of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Watching this episode, I'm like, seriously? Even the extras? Even the extras? There were some oh. extra ones that were just kind of like leering at Scully in the background. <laughs> None were, of them were. They were also all African American. Tell me, yeah. wow. what the hell is going on in your state? Just explain, please. <laughs> well, I don't go visit the prisons much, so I don't, I don't know how true to life that is. You don't get over to Leon County? No. no I, is, that a, is that a place? I don't know. I've never heard of it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. <laughs> Look, Tammy, if I can do a field trip to a pheromone party, you can do a field trip to a prison, okay? <laughs> it's only fair. I do feel like your experience would be scarier. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, well, before we talk any more about this, uh, let's get into the 60-second plot summary. I'll spin the wheel and see who is on death row this week. <laughs> that hey. Hey. Hmm. Let's see if I can stop it on Claire. No. Oh, no, it's on me. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Spinner. <laughs> God damn honesty. All right, Robin, please try to stay awake and collect your thoughts. Um, you will have one minute on the clock. And three, two, one, go. Um, all right. Well, I'm trying to remember most of this without looking at my notes, but I did watch it on the elliptical. Um, so this guy, Nietzsche, is uh, sentenced to death for a crime he sort of helped commit because he was just the driver and stuff. He didn't. He didn't actually murder anybody, but he drove the murderer away. And I guess that's that in Florida, you know, they like have to throw you on death row for that. So, um, but so they they give him a little, uh, a little give him the shaka, <laughs> and uh, he dies. But he comes back, and uh, he's uh, he's got a list, and uh, um, uh, your kiss may be on it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, the, he's killing everybody, and Mulder and Scully are trying to figure it out and you know what they just never do <laughs> so uh uh the guy wins and buddy's dead so he really loses <laughs> wow wow now that i get to see the clock whoa 59.5 <laughs> seconds whoa <laughs> <laughs> there's a slow clap yes normally i would normally i mean the, the goal is to impart as much information about it as possible 
but this episode, nothing happened, so I think you're completely <laughs> within the rules. Yeah, because I'm looking at the clock <laughs> yes. and I'm like, he's never going to make yes. it, because no it took you 30 yes. seconds just to say that this guy was electrocuted. <laughs> 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 but I guess that was really that and that he killed five people and that was it <laughs> um, Claire uh, can you have as much success uh, predicting the episode based on the DVD oh, menu screen I think, so. I think I got it this week because the the, oh. um, the menu screen was um, the guy Nietzsche sitting in the electric chair with the like put, when they're putting the helmet on his head but i was thinking i was a bit confused by that but then i started thinking about the name of the episode and who is famous for having a list apart from oscar schindler obviously it's santa so i thought well it might be a bit of a festive episode so i thought maybe it's actually like an evil spirit that's like the evil santa and he's checking his list <laughs> <laughs> to see he's been naughty and even people on death row can't hide from evil santa and he's gonna hunt you down and kill you so i was pretty close because, this is just because you want just watch the second season of american horror story isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> also i really love the concept of evil santa <laughs> i'll send a note to chris carter in the past <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the episode, what, what there is of it. Just so you know, at the same time this season was going on, there was uh, Millennium started Chris Carter's spin-off series. It aired about the same week, started airing about the same week as this one did. Already? Yeah. Yep. Oh. And uh, Morgan and Wong were um, doing this season, uh, during the season, Space Above and Beyond. With uh, uh, Miracle Man. Man. No, that was Harsh Realm. Oh, okay. I'm getting mixed. Yeah. So basically, what Although you're you probably... there's nobody at the wheel. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently he had time to write and direct this episode. So Who did? Big fans. Chris Carter. Oh, well, that explains it then. <laughs> 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 Sorry. He also, uh, also was responsible for Paperclip. You guys like that one. So. That's true, dude. <laughs> I just realized I had already talked about Space Above and Beyond last week, so I apologize to uh, those who wanted some sort of continuity between the podcasts. <laughs> so, moving <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> those continuity so, nerds at home going, wow, this doesn't make sense. Wow, these guys are repeating themselves. Well, I'm going um, to put that in the so, intro to X Nitpicker's Guide. <laughs> 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 So we're uh, on the side of a street. It's nighttime. This guy is picked up. 70s stash uh, McPorn star. Yeah. yeah. He is. I really thought we were in the 70s. Nope. Oh, yeah. By the way, happy Movember, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's name, Perry. His name is Perry Simon. The character is played by Bruce Pennard. And he's actually named after an NBC executive that Chris Carter once knew. So I guess he must have thought he was an executioner. After an NBC executive. Wow. Yeah. Of course, Chris Carter used to work uh, writing at NBC for the Joseph Belagna Bal- Bal- show, Rags to Riches. Back in the what is that? I don't know. You have to look it up. It's like Orphan Girls and like, you know, Joseph Belagna Bal- or Baloney. Uh, <laughs> is the first name. The Ghost of Baloney? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, Joseph. I, I don't. I still don't know what's going on. 
Joseph Baloney or oh. Joseph Bologna starred in the show Rags to Riches that Chris Carter once wrote on, and that was at NBC. Oh, okay. I thought he just said it was about the ghost of Baloney. I was like, what are you talking about, no. Robin? No. Joseph, <laughs> Joseph. It's about uh, orphan girls and the ghost of Bologna. And uh, <laughs> because that show was such a terrible flop, he got kicked off of NBC and they said, you can never work for us again. You're going to have to work for yeah. Fox now. <laughs> no. Anyway, we're at the East Point State Pen, and uh, they're prepping for Napoleon Nietzsche Manley's execution. Right. Okay. I've and... got a question already. All right. Did they did they give him his nickname Nietzsche because they were like, oh, he's such a philosopher, as a sort of nod to Nietzsche? I would imagine. Okay. Cool. I wondered. Um, Warden Broger is told that their hired man is on the way, so we go to the cell block, and another prisoner. Salmon Rock or Roke? Is it Roke? Anyway, he's super psyched. Nietzsche is about to get fried. He's yelling at him from his cell, and Nietzsche is listening to his wife Danielle, who says, "I swear we'll never be with another man. I'm sure the governor's going to come through any minute now." And he's like, gotta, "That's such a stupid go. concept. I hate that in stories where it's like, oh, I'll never love another person. It's like, why? Yeah. What? You know, your your per- your partner would want you to be happy and find love again. It's a ridiculous concept. Uh, well, you know." This is the. We find out later that this is the third time she's seen him in twelve years or eleven or twelve years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, there was a scene cut here where the lawyer is pleading with the governor for an appeal. But um, what what the hell is she's like? I'll be faithful to you. Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. Because he's super first of all, well, he's, been, he's been in prison forever. Yeah. So fuck that relationship over. Done. <laughs> Done. If I was Claire and I would skip ahead, I would say that's probably a plot point for later in the episode, but since I'm not Claire, I'm not going to mention it. a really stupid plot point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 11 years? What are you talking about? There's no. Done. Done. Like, oh, you're 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 going to prison? Goodbye. Over. Yeah. You're not, that's not, a, you're not in a marriage anymore. You're, he lives in a prison now. Right. You know, does not work. But remember, there's all those women that like write to people who are on death row and like fall in love with them and stuff. I, I don't get it. Speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, each is strapped in. The warden asks if he's got any final words, and he's he starts to talk about Allah, and the warden's like, Ah, chaplain, uh, please talk over this <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> so the chaplain starts talking about his own nonsense, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can like cut off somebody's last words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how crazy it is. Like, no thanks. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh, also, ex- also, J- uh, also, JT Walsh. Yay. I love him. Yes. I was really happy yep. to see him. After I watched this episode, I watched the movie uh, Breakdown, which oh, is he's awesome. Yes, yes yeah. he is. Uh, JT Walsh, he didn't appear in feature films until 1983, and then over the next 15 years until his death in 1998, he appeared in over 50 movies. He was a workhorse, to say the least. Uh, a Few Good Men, Sling Blade, Pleasantville. Putting, like, putting somebody to death is fucked up beyond measure to begin with. But like, just to go back to this executioner for a second, like, what kind of asshole takes that job? <laughs> <laughs> A man with a beautiful mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sad. He's got to hide it from the world. Like, well, Doug Hutchinson, first and foremost, the Green Mile. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, there's a short list of jobs that nobody except an asshole takes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, even soldiers. Like, that's like, maybe they're just misguided 
but executioner, I don't even, like, who's taking that job? Immediately investigate that person because they've got a body under the floorboards. <laughs> They're volunteering to murder people. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is so mysterious too. Like, nope, only like a few people know who it actually is. Except they that person who goes home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That could be like a Dexter-like series to follow executioners. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should we should know who they are at all times. By the way, sorry uh, guys, that noise in the background then if you heard it was my cat throwing up on the floor. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, her your cat's rating is in, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little early. Yeah, there's a nice little pile of puke now. That's her uh, opinion of this episode. <laughs> Thanks, Gypsy. I'll clean it up later. <laughs> uh, so Nietzsche starts swearing that he's going to return to murder five men. And the warden's heard enough and tells the executioner to fry him. And he goes, he does, and we go to the title credits. I put in my notes here, so is this, this episode's basically Ghost Kill Bill? Because, like, you know, he's going <laughs> to be a ghost and kill I, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nietzsche is played by Baja Jola, and he was in The Serpent and the Rainbow, Mississippi Burning, and The Last Boy Scout, probably has the most notable roles. And the uh, prison chaplain is played by Joseph Patrick Finn, who is a producer on The X-Files. <laughs> And he's now a producer on Arrow. Yummy. Another show that I can so. watch muted. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know if you noticed, but this episode's look is a little different. They gave the whole film in post a greener palette and added some underwater sounds really? to the soundtrack. So, yeah. They wanted it to kind of stand out a little bit differently. Yeah, it looks, it looks like gray and gloomy and like... Yeah. Barely watchable. So, cool. Good job, guys. You did it. I have a question. They've, they've yeah. given, like, just as he's about to be executed twice before, they've, you know, the, the executioner's gone, no, 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 uh, not the executioner, the governor or whatever. If you have someone who the governor's said no, like, given the leave twice before, like, would you, would it really go through Uh-oh. to, like, like, why are they so sure this time? I don't understand. We gotta kill these getaway drivers. Listen, if we <laughs> don't stop the bizarre, getaway drivers yeah. now, then <laughs> how will people know not to drive cars in the future? They will just keep getting away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little harsh <laughs> to kill the getaway driver. I don't know. Yeah, oh, no. There's mandatory minimums, Robin. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe not for death penalty cases, but there are mandatory minimums that put people in prison for a lot longer than they should be, mm. relatively sorry, speaking. Guys, I don't, un- I don't understand your wacky death penalty stuff. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> don't worry. We don't either. <laughs> uh, you guys are still using the prison island system, right? Yeah. You guys ship them off to Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one giant prison. You know, because if, uh, if I did a crime, I'd want to be sent somewhere sunny, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, by the beach. Must be hell. Anyway, it's slideshow time at at the X-Files office, and uh, we see Nietzsche's history, (laughs) and we find out he turned into a prison philosopher, he's well-educated, and he swore he's coming back from the dead. This intrigues Mulder, because uh, now a guard is found dead inside his cell. So that's that's the reason for going. (laughs) So... (laughs) At the prison, uh, the warden is giving Mulder and Scully with a walkthrough, and he says that the guard died from suffocation. Meanwhile, uh, Scully is getting leered at. He's not feeling too comfortable. 
it, it wasn't so much this bit, but I didn't put it in my notes. That, that's why I might as well say it now. Um, skipping ahead, sorry, Robin. But later on, when Scully, I think it's when she's leaving and she's walking past all the cells, it was really giving me Silence of the Lambs vibes. And I know yeah. oh, she totally. was kind of inspired by Clarice. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess they did it on purpose. Oh, they did the same thing in Beyond the Sea, you know? Oh, it's like, get, Scully, get the little girl in the prison and, you know, and now it's like she's constantly feeling like... Well, I guess I, I mean, I'd feel a little like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> a little like what? <laughs> yeah. The sound effect I just made. <laughs> uh, the warden says he's sure Nietzsche worked out some sort of elaborate plan for revenge with someone else before his death, because that's a, that's actually a reasonable thing to think. Uh, and we meet uh, Fournier, the prison guard, and he announces to everyone that there's a woman on the block. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we go back to like when when like the the warden of the prison is like hey this this is a police state mm. um dog it's a prison like like a police state is, those words mean something Chris Carter you can't just say hey this is a police state no it's like that doesn't even make sense in context you're up to prison a prison's worse than a police state I'm pretty sure police state terrible thing but if you're a prisoner a prison is worse <laughs> so a police state is like you can move along freely but under you're under the boot as a yeah. free person, yeah. but as a prisoner, a prison's a prison. <laughs> yeah. In a police state, you don't get a free place to sleep and a free meal every day, but, you know, apples and oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Worst writing. So we go to the infirmary uh, where the warden brings Scully in to examine the body, and uh, warden, uh, maggot fest going on over here. <laughs> So yeah. maggots, guys. I liked. I thought the effects on the not not so much like the maggots because obviously they just threw a load of maggots at it. <laughs> but when it showed like the whole body, I was like, oh, that's quite cool effects. Uh, you'd like to think there were effects. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Was it George? Did they put all those maggots on George? This uh, I mean, this this guy Denny oh. Arnold who played the guard. Uh, they couldn't actually create a full body replica in time, uh, <laughs> so they applied a bunch of makeup to him. Yes. And then poured maggots all over him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'd like to read a quote. No. I'd like to read a quote from this guy. He actually <laughs> said uh, to the special effects people, he's like, uh, or the props people or whatever, the maggot wranglers. <laughs> if any of these maggots gets near my mouth, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what he said. Like that was a threat to the maggot, to the maggots. <laughs> Get, get near my mouth. Hey, Maggot. I was like, no! <laughs> not, not Jimmy. He's my favorite. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things you could say if someone's covering you with maggots. <laughs> you know what would be bottom of the list? Hey, if anything's getting on my mouth, I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat the maggot. No. No. What you say is, if anything's getting on, the, on the, my mouth, I will murder you all. Because <laughs> they're maggots. They're on me. <laughs> if they get in my mouth, if I don't die, I will come back. I won't make a list. <laughs> I will destroy everyone in this crew, including you, Mr. Maggot Wrangler. And I would love to see your resume, P.S. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, these maggots were mostly real. There were a couple scenes where they used rice. Uh, Jillian Anderson said she found these the hardest animals she's had to work with. She says, they're just about the most disgusting things you can imagine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Even, uh, they told me. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he's gonna be crying. 
So can we talk about the fact that this episode revolves around a guy that swore revenge. He's going to come back and take vengeance. He's going to come back as maggots? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you're getting to kill yes. people you want to kill, and that's whoop de doo for you. Great job. Um, but you're coming back as maggots. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're inside. And you're like exploding out of people's lungs and whatnot. So you're a maggot inside somebody. Like that's kind of <laughs> not the way know. to come back. <laughs> I just I just feel like you could do better. At least Candyman like came back as bees, which are kind of cool, you know. And they're useful. They make honey. <laughs> <laughs> We're being attacked by bees and maggots. I don't know what's going on. Here. <laughs> Musical maggots. <laughs> <laughs> So we go to uh, John Speranza's cell. He's an inmate here. Mulder's talking to him. And he says that each is back. How else could you explain it? Uh, many ways. <laughs> uh, Mulder implies that maybe another prisoner might have had an opportunity. And he says, <laughs> there's a couple of quotes <laughs> that Speranza says in this. And this is one of my favorites. We ain't got time to itchy scratchy outside <laughs> these cells. <laughs> Correct, sir. You, you know, you make a solid point. You don't have time to itchy scratchy. So clearly, the only thing that can make sense is that a man came back from the dead of maggots. What? You know, <laughs> Mulder didn't actually. He was the one that was actually the skeptic there, which surprised me. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess so. Nietzsche had talked about the transmigration of the soul. He's like, hey, he could be you, he could be me, he could be this pillow, or this toilet. I might have just crapped in his I... mouth this morning and not even known it. He's, he's pure when he energy. Said it... It could be as anything, no, okay? And he said, like, the blanket, the mattress, whatever. And then Scully went into the, the cell later, skipping ahead. And there was, like, the little stain oh. on the mattress. Like, I don't know what it was, like, urine or whatever. And I suddenly thought, what if he is the mattress? Yeah. And he went himself. <laughs> <laughs> and because he's the mattress, it stained himself. So in the... So- <laughs> So in the very next scene, we're in Nietzsche's cell, and uh, Scully sees a stain on this pillow. Oh, wait. uh, (laughs) We already covered that. (laughs) Yeah, it's the very next scene. I didn't get that scene. Like, what is the focus on the stain? Uh, It's okay. Apart from he turned into a mattress of (laughs) weights. Well, I don't know. Are they implying that, like, Nietzsche's these flies as well? I mean, I guess flies are kind of a... Uh, like a s- signal that there's some spooky stuff around. I don't know. He was a getaway driver. <laughs> or Seth Goldblum. He was put on death row, and he's coming back to... M- now he's going to murder five people, so already, like, literally overkill. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... Death row, terrible thing. Being in prison, terrible thing. But, like, why... Why is he going to kill these people again? Especially like executioner. Like, I understand. Dude is the worst. He, as I've discussed, worst human, <laughs> worst career choice. But, <laughs> like, you're just going to, like, kill him now? Because yeah. you can turn, you turned yourself into maggots and flies? What are we, what is happening? What the <laughs> fuck is happening in this episode? Because no one's motivations make sense for anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes no one makes a sensible decision at any point in this episode. <laughs> Find one. <laughs> I'll tell you one right now. Scully decides to leave the cell. And I really the thought hallway. she was going to be kidnapped again. I was like, oh, here we go. Me too. <laughs> she was in peril for a short period of time. <laughs> 
Yeah, she gets grabbed from behind by this uh, mysterious guard named Vincent Parmelli. I recognize this dude. What's he doing? He in, says Robin? that. Uh, Do you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Because cool. he's the best. Uh, this is a uh, horror legend Ken Forey. Uh, he was Peter uh, in the original Dawn of the oh, Dead. Oh yes. Oh. And he's a really really cool person in, in person. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I've met ah. him. Oh nice. Cool. Yeah, he was also in like three Rob Zombie films, whatever. But uh, he was paid tribute in Shaun of the Dead when because Shaun actually works at 4E Electronics. Oh, of course. And, oh, nice. So you met him. Yeah. And I'm the one you've had your heading yeah, on a podcast a, a rock, this week. <laughs> I don't know him. I just. Met him. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're you're awesome. I'm glad. It was awesome when you like killed those zombies. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, thanks, All right. So he's cool. He he put up with that. <laughs> remember remember when you hit that, that zombie awesome. in the face with a pie? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and you killed that other zombie coming out of the elevator. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm meeting you. All right, so moving on. He was also uh, on episodes of Knight Rider, Matlock, yes. and Benson. So, like, whoa. the all the way. <laughs> He was also a regular cast member as uh, Keenan's dad in the Nickelodeon show Keenan and Kel. Good boy. <laughs> Fournier is played by Mitchell Klosterman. Mitchell was also on Genderbender and Sleepless as Detective Horton. And he was on Smallville as Sheriff Ethan Miller. I could not recognizable by Smallville fans. I got actually a, a story from him. I was going to save it at the end of the episode, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up now. Um, he described a feast that Chris Carter put on for the cast and crew. This was filming on the grounds of a mental hospital. <laughs> and on the grounds of this mental hospital, they had an Arab-style tent set up. Uh, oh, no. He said at the entrance, there were four men in French Revolution garb. <laughs> and when he went in, they were serving roast quail, sea bass. He had uh, a couple large tables out there for salad and bread. And up through the middle of the bread table, there was a hole where a person's head was stuck up through, yelling humorous epithets in a, th- a thick French accent and often shouted, let them eat cake. <laughs> what? So that ain't no party like a Chris Carter party. <laughs> worst. Worst. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> I thought that was an original idea. Well. <laughs> nice. So yeah, back to the episode. Fournier uh, gives Scully some crap for running off by herself like a dumb dumb, and <laughs> when she gets to Mulder, she's like, "Ah, I'm ready to go now." And we see Roke kind of grinning at her from his cell. And the next day, uh, Fournier's head's found in a paint bucket. So. I was, was like just what? kind of like, you could obviously tell that there was going to be something in the bucket and that they spent too long on that shot because obviously you knew, like, it would be better if he opened it and all of a sudden you saw it, like, as a, almost like a jump scare than this, oh, no, what could be in the bucket? I really don't care. Just show it. Oh, no, we're going to spend, like, three minutes on it, man. <laughs> what, Claire, missing, missing the motif of the episode. This whole episode is about slowly, laboriously telling you what you already know. <laughs> In a very deliberate <laughs> without any sorts of shocks, excitement, or uh, information. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. Okay. We find out in the fir- infirmary, the doctor says it looks like the head was severe, uh, severed by repeated blows with a putty oh. knife. A putty knife. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that must have taken forever. <laughs> um, and, uh... 
I mean, I just, like, might as well use a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just me. Which, again, that would be, that's a neat idea, because it's such a horrific thing, but they're just using it in words. If we saw it like, come back, like we saw there's a prisoner that somehow has access to a putty knife, that could be something interesting. But it's just like a yeah. throwaway thing to be like, ooh, a putty knife. They yeah. Make it, they don't take advantage of anything. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I thought it was more like a, like, I don't know, putty knife. Just I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to... Sh- I don't know if they were trying to shock us with that, because I thought I kind of caught that offhand, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> his lungs uh, were lined with fly larvae, larvae, larfly. Ghost fly. And I can't talk. Ghost flies. <laughs> and we go to Roke's cell, and Roke's not going to talk to talk here. Meanwhile, Sparanz is yelling at him from his cell, and he says here, I'll make you my Maytag, punk. Yeah, what was that? I, I that. <laughs> again, I have no idea what he's talking about. Like a, it's like a washing machine, uh, right? Yeah, you know, refrigerator, washer, dryer. Maybe wash my clothes. Like Maytags are used are known for not. Like there's a Maytag right. repairman who never has work. Right. I'll make you work efficiently. Well, <laughs> Chris Carter. Um, aside from his apparent dislike of black people. <laughs> <laughs> also doesn't seem to understand that you they speak English just because uh, you may not be aware of current vernacular doesn't mean you can just have them say nonsense because that's what you hear in your racist brain <laughs> you know they just say they say they're unintelligible jabber it's just words they don't mean anything Chris Carter you're mad racist stop it you have to be stopped somebody stop this man take away his TV shows true <laughs> at this point so Rook yeah. says that in the interview room, he says he's he heard the names being whispered from Nietzsche to Speranza, Speranza so he knows who the, who's on the list. It could be Mulder's kid. <laughs> keep trying. Keep trying. Sorry. That song, that song just keeps working for me. I don't know. I was listening to Hall & Oates' Greatest Hits while I was doing Dishes after I got done listening to Ramjack. And I just, I like that song. If I was editing this, I'd probably put it at the end. Well, I'm editing this. Oh, oh. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rogue says he's going to give the, give uh, Mulder the names for a transfer. Um, Rogue is played by Bukim Woodbine, and he says that he keeps his figure by sha- training for Shaolin Kung Fu. Um, okay. He's been in some movies. <laughs> Dead Presidents, Jason's Lyric, and The Rock. He's been in many music videos, including TLC's Waterfalls and Buster Rhymes' Light Your Ass on Fire. <laughs> Two other song submissions, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I think Waterfalls probably would close this place. This, this I'm going to play good. people sleeping. I'm just going to play snorkel sound. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready, guys. <laughs> Waterfalls are very applicable to the episode. <laughs> He was he was recently in Riddick, uh, so yeah. Mulder asked the warden if he can make that kind of deal, and warden's like, um, "No." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the warden says he's gonna crack the conspiracy, and then he opens up his office door, and then we get a genuine surprise. I think <laughs> it works better than the paint uh, bucket, at least. <laughs> there's the rest of uh, there's the rest of Fournier just sitting there like the headless horseman. Hello, come in. <laughs> and he Although was he wouldn't blue actually as make well. any, he wouldn't he talk. Very blue. Mm. I don't... It could have been the palette of the episode. It might have been. 
You look like a, a dead smurf. It's <laughs> weird. So, Mulder and Scully are sniffing around Nietzsche's cell. They're looking at his books, and Mulder says he was obsessed with reincarnation, and reincarnation shows up in lots of religions. And Scully thinks a complex conspiracy is more likely. No, what I, this scene is amazing. Because Mulder's like, you know, there's all kinds of crazy religions that believe uh, uh, reincarnation can be a thing. And so they all believe that the spirit goes on. And Scully's like, well, they didn't tell me that in my catechisms. Whoa, Scully. Whoa. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Whoa. Mulder's like, listen, here's a lot of asinine nonsense. So it's possible. It's really popular stuff. So it could be happening. Scully's like, no, my asinine nonsense doesn't talk anything about that. Mulder's like, well, kind of, if you squint your eyes and kind of look, then it's kind of the same thing, because they all kind of talk about souls, and they leave, and they go somewhere, so it all kind of works. Fuck you, both of you. I mean, really, come on. (laughs) This is actually my favorite scene, only because of the way it ends, because Mulder's like, imagine if you had five people who made you suffer that you could come back from the dead and take out, and she's like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, like a high mega hiney hoe. I did love that moment. It was great. <laughs> I remembered your birthday, right? So we go to see Danielle, and Danielle tells the, Mulder and Scully by about the way, her dream. She uh, played Miss Clue on Lost. Oh, yep. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And she, gotcha. Gave, she. Oh, do you remember that Miss Clue did? Yeah. She gave Michael a list. <laughs> oh. She was also a reporter that interviewed Tom Cruise in Magnolia. She was nominated for a SAG Award. And she played a transporter chief in many episodes of Star Trek Next Generation. So, (laughs) triple scoop. (laughs) It's like a, I got Neapolitan in your face. That was three flavors of useless facts. Making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, her name's April Grace. So, here we go. Uh, she says uh, she had a dream that they flipped the switch on each and he wouldn't die. She says she only got to see him three times in the past 11 years. So that is not a marriage. And he's very powerful. It's not. Like, yeah. can we all just agree that relationships... I, I, First of all, I think relationships should be on a year-by-year contract. <laughs> and you have to renew every year. Yes. <laughs> if you aren't That's seeing somebody for... I don't know, two months, three months. If you're just, they're just locked away and that's not going to happen. Done. Done. Yeah. I mean, especially, yeah. Especially if you're not seeing them for years at a time. This episode, like they keep doing this thing where she's like, she's worried because she's secretly seeing this guy. Secretly seeing this guy. Why is it a secret? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. He's in prison. It's not like he's peeking in the windows at night. And like, yeah, she does get a little worried when the FBI find out. But I don't know. And it's like, I understand if it's like, if like we're just saying that this character has guilt about because she thinks she should be faithful to this husband because of terrible social norms that we have in our culture. One, that's one thing. But the whole episode, like the other characters seem to say she was seeing someone else. You know, she was seeing someone. (laughs) Someone else. She was seeing someone. (laughs) Just sex is bullshit. Meanwhile, Roke is being brought down to the showers for a little private interrogation by the warden. And uh, he he beats on him a little bit. And Roke says that the warden is number five. Um, And when we go back to the Manly House and Danielle, uh, Mulder says he thinks Danielle is scared. 
they get a call that Roke was found dead in the shower. So they tear off and inside Danielle is spooked by Parmali because he says the same exact thing. Gotta go now. It's like, ah, don't do that. <laughs> I hate when you, I hate when you play Nietzsche. Ah. So we go to the prison. The warden's ordering a lockdown. Anyone who had contact with Nietzsche is a suspect. And Parmelli comes over to Scully. He's like, that's three. <laughs> so he's the master of creepiness. I thought you were going to say counting. <laughs> I thought, I can count, bitch. <laughs> so they're talking to the warden about, you know, why, why these people are dying said Roke was on the list because he and Nietzsche hated each other. Fournier, because he was in charge of a little disciplining a couple years ago. Mulder asserts that, you know, these guys all had a violent history with Nietzsche, but a prisoner couldn't have put Fournier's body in the warden's office. So I was trying to make sure. Good luck. Roke Roke may not be on the list. (laughs) So the executioner we we have to check on because, yeah, only three men know who he is. And Mulder's like, four because I'm including Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> so. Woo. Woo. <laughs> so we go to the, the Perry Simon's house and Scully notices some maggots falling from the ceiling. And upstairs they find his corpse in a chair covered in maggots. Michael. Uh, maggots Lost Michael. Boys reference. How do they taste? <laughs> I got it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right, so we're going to Speranza's cell. <laughs> he said he can't talk about who's on the list, but I can tell you Roke's not on the list. Can you just keep naming names? I'll tell you who's not. I'm sorry, just just to list. back up to when they're they're looking up at the maggots. Um, mm. like Mother like reaches his hand out and just like lets one fall in. Yeah, and just grabs it. <gasps> and it, oh yeah. And it's not like he just like throws it down. He just and then he looks up and he's just holding a maggot for a while. <laughs> like, hey, little buddy. Hey, what's going on, little fella? Like, um, no. First of all. Maybe you catch one just to make sure it's a maggot, but then you, like, throw it down and, like, run to wash your hands. <laughs> you don't just, like, all look around and be like, oh, I caught a maggot. Cool. It's not a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scully, if one of these maggots falls in my hand, I swear I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Everybody stop eating the maggots. <laughs> Scully's like, me first. <laughs> Uh, Scully pulls Mulder aside says uh, Nietzsche's attorney has been here to see Speranza three times since Nietzsche died so we go and meet Danny Chavez Danny wanted to help Speranza because he wanted to save his own ass he used to be an attorney he was too young and inexperienced to defend um, Nietzsche very well so confusing yeah so he got sent away by Nietzsche's wife's crazy boyfriend at gunpoint so um, again so now we have okay I understand young and experienced lawyer gets like th- um this case all right I understand him being freaked out about it why is Nietzsche killing his lawyer like clearly young unexperienced lawyer <laughs> like I mean no matter how shitty he is I, how much can you like why is he why is he murdered like this is a bad guy like you can't feel any sympathy like it starts off with he's a getaway driver and I'm like oh okay I feel kind of sympathetic but now he's killing like his shitty lawyer I, I think so, this episode is just yeah. proving how like when you put someone in prison they just come out worse they just come <laughs> out a worse person yeah. and yes well, even in spirit he came out a worse <laughs> no, I was like, that was the first character that died this episode that I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Even though his lawyer was apparently like younger than experienced, he apparently managed to get him two stays of execution. Yeah. So he can't have been that bad. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll send your appeal into the reincarnation <laughs> okay, jury. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. So <laughs> the warden stops by Sprades the cell. It's like, hey call the dogs off and I'll advocate for your case, you know? And by the way, I got a little itch on my back. Want to scratch it? There's no room scratch to yours. Scratchy. No room. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to Shara's apartment. He's relaxing with a nice cold drink on his forehead and uh, a fly lands on his face and then a pillow lands on his face. And yeah, my notes are very sparse. <laughs> Danielle's house, Parmelli comes home. Flies flies are just not creepy. Like, it's a fly, so what? Mm. Unless it's a, it's a giant fly. goblin fly, it's not scary. <laughs> but it's a scary ghost fly. Um, so... It can fly through walls. <laughs> back at Danielle's house, Danielle is upset. In Chris, in Chris Carter's mind, it's like, guys, imagine this. W- imagine how a fly can get anywhere. It can get into your home, it can be anywhere. But imagine... That fly is actually the spirit of a black guy. Danielle is freaked out because the FBI know about their uh, relationship and that he waved a gun in the lawyer's face. And um, and now they're staked outside. And outside, Scully says, you know, a woman has needs. She gets lonely, you know. <laughs> Only after a hint, hint motor, hint, hint. Say no. The motor's like, we ain't got time for itchy scratchy. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Mulder, I'll make you my Maytag. You <laughs> <laughs> have to wait until after season 11. <laughs> Look, she's uh, already banging Skinner. Come on. It's happening. <laughs> Behind closed back to the Back to the prison. Mulder and Scully point out Parmelli's picture to the warden. Mulder's bothered by how non-paranormal it seems now that it looks like Parmelli was taking out the people on the list and working with Roke. Uh, later on that night, Danielle sees Nietzsche standing in the shadows. She goes out into the kitchen and there's Parmelli standing in the dark looking out the window in the dark. <laughs> of course, she pulls her gun. <laughs> and then she accuses him of being Nietzsche. And before Mulder and Scully burst in, the Danielle shoots Parmelli. She's like, I was, I'm sure he was Nietzsche. Why? Check him, Check his wallet. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand. What, like, I was just so lost at this point of yeah. the episode. And then that happened. And I was like, <laughs> what? I, she, but didn't she see Nietzsche? So, <laughs> so now she thinks, what happened? So was, okay. So was like, um, was, was he like helping with the killings because he was being like, tricked by like weird ghost niche was he like seeing him and like being compelled to do things is that what's happening i think she just went crazy i don't think he's helping at all with the killings right because don't we see niche later on like in the back of the car so right yeah i think we're supposed to think that he's helping with the killings but i couldn't (laughs) tell if he was actually was helping with the killings and then but he is actually going to be killed eventually because I like none of it makes sense. No, no. There's a thousand <laughs> things they could have done. They decided on none of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just implied that you know he, he uh, Nietzsche set this whole thing up by appearing to Danielle and made her scared enough to shoot this guy. And then now, of course, she's going to go to jail because she murdered yeah. him. But he's seen her three times mm-hmm. in eleven years. <laughs> He does not know this person that well. How does he know that she would be scared enough to shoot this guy? Do you know what I mean? And 
Why would you do that? Listen, he's. I guess he's that's very his revenge smart. on her. He he's... didn't want to kill her, so she just has to go to right. jail. So he's killing five people on the list, right. and then the sixth person, right. he's just like, "Well, you're just gonna go to jail because oh, she, 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 she's killing her. She, she did nothing. She betrayed their love. <laughs> well, she's gonna go to. I mean, she actually pulled off a murder. So she's going to go to like double death. She has a good case for, you know, not being mentally sound to to, uh, stand trial, I would think. I thought it was Neech. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Texas. So we go back to the showers and Warden beats on Speranza. He's very happy that this Parmelli guy seems to be behind the whole thing. He's not a ghost. And Speranza's like, you're last of the list. One's like, I know. I already, you already told me that. Or this other guy told me this. So who cares? This episode's not done yet. All right. <laughs> it's like you're still last on the list. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so Mulder is too bothered by the outcome of this case to drive, so he pulls over. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dramatic. He's like, oh, oh, I just must talk about it now. I'm such a drama queen. <laughs> Scully's like, can I, you're, really? You're, you're, Pull over, Scully. You can't just keep driving and talk to me? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> Pull over, Scully. I need to get my Emmy. <laughs> so this is where in the episode that, that um, my copy of the episode stopped playing. <laughs> like, oh, they're just like on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Not gonna, you know what? Never mind. I'll just look it up online and see how it ends because I don't care. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. They're on the side of the road for some reason. Why did they pull over? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, they pretty much are like, it doesn't make any sense. We'll let's get the hell out of here. I mean, Parmelli might have been working with somebody else. We could investigate it more. But you know what? It's, it's The credits are coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> so the warden, meanwhile, drives by. And then a fly lands on his face, and he looks in the rear view, and oh! it's Neech! Oh no. And he smashes into a tree. And is that the same tree from the Werecat episode that that guy ran into? <laughs> I was sick and so that, too, it didn't that was say, but I was like, that's a familiar tree. That, I could have yeah. seen somebody getting killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the Werecat episode, he kind of just like slowly yeah. ran into the tree. <laughs> uh, uh, <Yeah>. Crash. <laughs> Stunt coordinator Tony Morelli, that's his name, Tony Morelli, uh, found it to be, isn't that like Tony Danza's name and who's the boss? I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, I'll give you a pass. Oh, is it Maselli? It's Maselli. It's Maselli. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, it's the racist now, Robin. Oh, uh, well, 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 we got our own Chris Carter on board. <laughs> I'm racist against Tony Danza roles where he calls himself Tony. Anyway, Tony Morelli says he found that this was the most harrowing action sequence of the season. He, he pretty much was like, "Well, I gotta go, I gotta go crash into a there tree a good now." Splatter of blood on the windscreen right. as well. I like. I thought this was a pretty cool stunt. Yeah. Uh, okay, so more trivia: uh, this, that death row set they built that from scratch. <laughs> Took ten days. It says it was the most complicated set of the season. They went over budget for the episode. Even though uh, maybe his Chris Carter's French Revolution feast <laughs> might have helped with that, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> they reuse the set a couple more times a season. You can maybe pick it out when 
perhaps they go to a. Did they did they prison. use the French Revolution set in the season? Please. Uh, <laughs> Is there a French Revolution episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. And they rented it out to other Vancouver-based TV shows because it turns out this prison set was the only prison set in town, and ended up paying for itself. Oh. So Chris Carter wins. <laughs> um, he also won an International Monitor Award for Best Director, whatever the Monitor Award is. He won it for this episode, and uh, he got a nomination from the Directors Guild for this episode as well. And uh, Frank Spotness has the last bit of trivia here. He says Chris Carter was brave for doing this. He said this, there's not a single likable character in this episode, and Mulder and Scully don't solve the case. So, <laughs> very brave. <laughs> So that, that's that's it for that episode. It took longer than I thought it would. But who's the monster in this? It's the, isn't is it, it, is it Nietzsche? Flyman? I mean, I think maggots. Maggots are the monster. Yeah. Oh, maggots. Maggots, my god. Chris, Chris Carter's racism is the monster. <laughs> the head in the middle of the table, the bread table. <laughs> Chris Carter's French Which Revolution is- party. <laughs> Let's just go with Nietzsche. Uh, <laughs> how scary was he? I would probably be scared by him. He I wasn't say. scary at all. You, no. He wouldn't scare you? No. Like standing in the he's dark a, like he's that? He's a ghost fly man. Jumping out from your so, back seat? Uh, well, I don't drive. I'd be fine. You're relaxing on, on your couch with a drink on your head. and uh, it's late. There's no time to be scared. Because he's just going to he's just gonna get you. And that's just done. <laughs> gotcha. Um... There's, there's absolutely no, like, you know, scaring to it. It's just, you're dead all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, how about creativity? He, he took a guy's yeah. head off with a putty knife. He set his wife up to He's, shoot the guy. I think he did have a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he did, he was reincarnated as maggot, so, you know. It's, it's a creative plan. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good plan. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I got mean, a question. He got everybody on the list, so, I mean, it worked out True. for whatever yeah. reason he wanted to do it <laughs> <laughs> i have a question so he believes in reincarnation so let's say he believes like you know you start as you come back as a low formal life or whatever it is and then you work your way up through the food chain and then you like reach nirvana so at the moment he's maggots so <laughs> how does he reach the next stage is it once all the maggots die like what, I, what? how does it work doesn't he turn into a butterfly no, maggots don't turn into butterflies, Robin, they're different species. <laughs> that would be an amazing way to end the episode, though. <laughs> Butterfly just comes out of the car and flies off. Aw, he's gone out to a better place. It's in a book. It's the next Uh, Nietzsche's sex appeal has not been discussed yet. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mulder versus Scully. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we have to have a winner. Uh. I don't know. Are they even really in this episode? <laughs> they sort of are. They, just, I mean, yeah. Mulder. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, just cross. No, he, well, he held a maggot. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Scully, like, sneaked off by herself. Scully's yeah, she was a dumb dumb. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that news bears all the way around. Uh, 
Anybody got a coin? Project wins. <laughs> Project! We can't give it Project to anybody but Mulder and Scully. Well, he's the winner of every... I'm going to say Skinner wins because he wasn't in this episode. <laughs> yeah! Like, we could give it to Mulder or Scully if one of them wasn't in the episode, but it's Mulder versus Scully. Moira wins because she doesn't watch the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it to I Mulder. I say Mulder because he held a maggot. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Yeah. Like, sure. And Scully was an idiot, and she ran off on her own, and she's a complete dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the field reports are uh, mercifully short this week. Um, like the episode. Not for your feedback, but for the episode <laughs> we're talking about. Um, it's actually just a couple of voicemails. I'm bringing up my hotmail, Robin. I'm bringing it, it up. Doesn't matter if there's no actual. Oh wait, there is emails. There's one, one email. Yeah. One email, then two voicemails. Fine. Is it from? It's not from John, so I can read it. <laughs> Once I get into my hotmail, that is. <laughs> I didn't have a premonition Yay! to give feedback right. this week, so I didn't write one. <laughs> I turned into a fly <laughs> and killed a lot of people. Oh, my. why the hell did I do it? It wasn't very clear in the script. <laughs> Chris Cotter is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the summary for the episode. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> Shall I read Heidi's email? Is it from this episode? Yes. Um, yes. I think. So. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know if that's. Did you get? Has did, you get Zoe's, um, did you get Zoe's voicemail? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So I have three okay. voicemails. So. Right. This is from Heidi. Hey guys, this episode turned out better than I expected. When they first got to the prison, I was wondering how they were going to have an investigation since they couldn't roam around and look into things they shouldn't, like they normally do. When Scully was wandering around by herself, I knew someone would grab her. She didn't get kidnapped, but she could has have. Hasn't she learned anything? I went back and forth on whether there was a ghost or not, but I guess in the end there was. Or maybe the warden was just guilty and hallucinating. I like this one, okay? And I guess my holder wins. Until next time, Heidi. See, Heidi agrees. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> All right, uh, let's play one from Dez. So I watched this episode, and I spent the first half of it texting while watching it, so I wasn't really paying attention. And the second half, I was like, eh, I only kind of know what's going on. Don't think I care that much. And then my um, my copy was messed up, so I missed the very end of it. After hmm. Scully and Mulder got back in the car, hmm. when they stopped, they got back in the car. I have no idea what happens next. And I can't be bothered to download a whole other uh, exactly. file for <laughs> just a <laughs> minute or two or whatever it was. So, yeah, I just didn't care this episode. You guys got to find a new site to go to, it sounds like. <laughs> 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 All right, here's Matt and Hey, now. guys. I'm oh. not going to I'm not gonna drop names, but uh, I'm just having a bit of a conversation with Sarah Trust on Etsy. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd put that in there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, <laughs> here's Matt and Mel. The beginning of this episode made Mulder sound like an asshole. 
What did he say? When he was telling Scully, the victim's death can't be explained. Cuts immediately to, what's the cause of death? <laughs> Suffocation. <laughs> oh, Mulder. I know what he was trying to say, that, you know, yeah, it wasn't know explained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But still, he sounded like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so nothing grosses me out more than the electric chair. That's probably... I know it's... Like the death penalty is pretty gross, but mm. the electric chair is one, one of the grossest ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've seen electric chair and we've seen gas chamber in this series now. That's two of the worst ones. Mm. Yeah. Hanging and lethal injection. We still got to do those. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, beheading, <laughs> guillotine. Oh my god! Yeah. Look forward to three more yes. prison episodes, guys. They're gonna yes. go back in time. One to of the French Revolution. Yeah, one of them's gonna be in France in the past. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First of all, is it Nietzsche, or are they trying to say? Is everybody trying to say Nietzsche? I don't know. Was he named is that after how you Nietzsche? Maybe, maybe they just all got it wrong, and it's Nietzsche. But, anyways, when they're talking about what he could have been re- reincarnated as, the guy was when the guy was like, "I don't know, you, me, this mattress. <laughs> we should have been the mattress." <laughs> the whole, the whole just a spring comes up through his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he somehow gets the five people on the list to lay on the mattress, and then the spring pops up through their chest. <laughs> you know, he was kind of coming back as a fly, though. He was Is like, that what that was implying? I, I think maybe. He was the little fly, and then he can go, whoop, and become full-size dude, kill a guy, and then he goes, whoop, back down to the fly, and then he just starts laying eggs in everybody's face. <laughs> Anyways. That's, what, that's how I took it. Yet again, another one of my breakfasts was ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when they had the jar of maggots in the water. That's, oh, that was gross. That's totally a, a jar of water that Scully would have given, <laughs> given to Mulder if they were in that situation again with the, the and, salt that makes them old. Instead of snowflakes, it's a bunch of maggots. <laughs> yeah, instead of old lemons and snowflakes. And here, have this maggot water. When we were trying to figure out who was the killer and all that, I was wondering, are we ever going to do a Scooby-Doo <laughs> on this show? I wanted them to get to the end and then be like, they catch somebody in a Nietzsche in a niche mask mm. and then they like pull it off and it's the warden oh <laughs> yes the warden i would have got away with it too if it weren't for you darn fbi agents <laughs> is it ever not going to be a ghost or a spirit it's just going to be like a scooby-doo situation That'd i don't be great. know you get anything else no it's a pretty crappy episode yeah it was too convoluted for me i'm gonna give it a five out of ten killer mattresses oh man i was like i started out with like like higher i was like ah, maybe a seven no a six i don't know maybe probably a four because i don't think i'd want to watch it again mm. so four out of ten reincarnated maggots <laughs> <laughs> wait matt don't lay down on that mattress ah, i'm tired matt matt you, gonna take what a did nap. we just talk about I'm just gonna matt. take a nap matt <laughs> 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 Amazing. I need to see that episode now. <laughs> uh, and our last I forgot I forgot to add in my notes. Sorry, Robin. Skipping I forgot to say back. we got to it. Skipping back. Way Um when Scully had that jar of maggot water, I did write in my notes, oh yay! Scully now has another grist jar to add to her collection at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm on jar watch. <laughs> You're very brave. Yes, I am. Here's uh, here's Zoe's. So, hello, intro to talks. Intro to talks. Intro to talks. Intro to X. We'll get that right in a minute. Um, I've actually got feedback again. Yay, look at me keeping up. I'm with Claire in the pub, so I get to record while 
we were doing our arting. Unfortunately, Claire hasn't like actually watched the episode, so we couldn't discuss it in great length and compare notes. So she has to stick her headphones in now while I ramble on about the list instead. I actually quite like the list. Um, I'm a sucker for anything set in prisons. I've got a real thing for things in prisons. Prisons tend to be... Well, generally violent and homoerotic, and I've got so many like wonderful like films, TV shows, and pornos set in prisons. It's one of my favourite genres. Um, this episode, however, not really the sexy side of prison, but still, still gritty and dark and shadowy corners for people to stand in and be creepy, really. Um, I love this episode because Scully pretty much does everything. She's on severe ninja observation mode. She's like, oh, I can see that woman's finger is shaking while I have cigarettes. Oh, what's this over there? Oh, what's this over there? I'm going to pay attention to the crime scene and the scenery and the stuff that's going on. I mean, she does get horrendously objectified by creepy inmates, which is never a fun thing to do. Neither is this bizarre vision of, oh, sorry, being totally distracted by a rogue baby's escaped into the pub that Anne is pushing a chair across the floor. Weird. Um, anyway, apart from this distraction, yes. So Scully does all the investigating, and I did feel bad for her because it's kind of got to be a creepy environment as a woman to walk in and have guys leering at you because, well, they're thinking evil, rapey thoughts. Um, I also love the fact that, like, Scully being Scully is like, oh, this creeps her out, but oh look, this dead body that doesn't creep her out in the slightest. Um, hello. It's oh, I'm, hello. Um, sorry, I'm meeting people in the pub again. Goodness. Oh, and the baby's now crawling up our table. I wonder whose baby this is. Um, but yes, I absolutely freaking love the fact that Scully controlled this episode pretty much. Walter did nothing. Absolutely. I can't even... T- I think he just kept going, it's reincarnation, it's reincarnation, it's reincarnation. And that's the only thing he really talked about this episode while Scully did all the work. So yeah, great episode. Enjoyed it muchly. Um, even with all the kind of like... The obviousness of like let's use entirely like black actors and then hide them in shadows so that we can't tell who it actually is because shadowy black man in shadows really is nondescript. So, but apart from that obvious use of well, black actors, um, I give this episode hmm, seven out of ten maggoty heads in buckets. Oh, on the point of maggots, there were so many freaking maggots in this episode, and I freaking hate bugs, hate them. But that bit when they go into the attic and they find the body and you see all the maggots all over the floor, how could they just wander in there? They're going to get maggots stuck to the bottom of their shoes. And that totally creeps me out. Alright, bye for now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, did, I did genuinely have my headphones in for most of that and then my friend um, turned up, so I was kind of chatting to her and there was a rogue baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like someone was making a cappuccino after the end there. We were near the cappuccino machine. <laughs> I so called right. it. It was Rogue Baby. It was like two and it was pushing a chair across the floor. And then it just appeared at our table and was staring at us. It was really weird. <laughs> oh my god. Terror. <laughs> Rogue Baby. Well, that's it for field reports. So. <laughs> uh, let's get. Our listeners are, were wise not to watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> or there's going to be a lot of pissed off people that's gonna that are gonna make sure to watch this episode, send this feedback in at the, the correct time, yeah. and then never have it played, and all their work for not. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's do ratings. Finish this shit off, uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
what you think about this episode and how do you rate it? Well, let's see. Um, initially, I, I was late to signing up for the podcast, and if it hadn't been for Brad and Tammy reminding me, hey, get on there and sign up for something because there's only one episode left. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see now, I can see now why nobody picked this episode. So, uh, gotcha. But it did have JT Walsh in it, so I can't fault it too bad. Um, I'm going to give it yeah. 6 out of 10 reincarnation fails. <laughs> <laughs> Because who wants to be a freaking fly? I mean, if you're like a Hindu or something, come back as a hawk. You know, come back yeah. come back as something cool, something badass like a tiger. A fly? Seriously? I don't know. I would have loved yeah. if a tiger just showed up in the prison. <laughs> that <was> so good. <laughs> uh, look out, prison buddies. They're all back. He comes back as puppies. Aww. 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 Ah! <laughs> uh, Claire. Hello. Oh, hey. this episode was not good. It was, it was, yeah, it was boring and not much happened. But I agree with John. It had JT Walsh in it, so I'm gonna give it two points for that because he's so awesome. Um, but yeah, not much happened. I kept waiting for something to happen, and then it ended, and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to give it five out of ten gross jar collections in Scully's house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jamie? Uh, yeah, pretty much what everybody else said. It's really boring. Nothing happened. I don't really even think Mulder and Scully were in it that much. <laughs> I, you know, I like was bored, and then halfway through, I was just kind of like, what? Ha- I don't even know what's going on anymore, and I didn't care. So, um, I give it four out of ten. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Brad. Yeah, this episode is bad. <laughs> it's so boring. It is so shockingly boring. <laughs> At every turn, it's like, can we make it more boring? I think we can. <laughs> it, I, like, I can't even fathom how, like, a guy coming back from there and killing people can be this boring. It shouldn't be able to happen. <laughs> there is a guy coming back for revenge and murdering people, and there's a prison. How is it this boring? <laughs> and it's bad racist as well. <laughs> like, really, Chris Carter, what the hell are you doing? Um, this is the worst. It's, I, I gotta go, oh, just, I, I wanna almost, I, I can't justify making it I I don't know. I guess I'll have to say four out of ten uh, comas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's struggling to get four. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I did have this up at around a six. Um, but I swear I'm talked down even lower discussing because it really is – there is nothing going on. What I was really, uh, uh, I, what I really liked was like the atmosphere, um, the uh, performances. I like, I like the actors, um, and uh, yeah, I, I it, it, it was kind of like when I had to go back and watch it a second time and take notes. I was kind of like, ugh. Um, so it was a struggle to get through the second time. So I can't rate it very high because it's just not one I probably want to go back to ever uh, i mean i mean it's not like space or three well you know honestly space and three probably 
<laughs> not space. Maybe three. Three is a little bit more entertaining than yeah, this. That's right. Just for craziness. Come to the dark side, Robin. <laughs> so what the hell did I give three? I gave three a three, didn't I? All right. Yes. So I'm going to give this a two. Ooh. Out of ten. Oh God, I can't because it's. It, I like. I like the. I like the atmosphere. I like the acting. So I'm going to raise it up to uh, three point five. God damn uh, you! Just for the hell of it, and just run away. Um, three point five out of ten. Secret re- reincarnation club passwords. <laughs> and that's a joke from the script. So nobody remembers what happened. So it doesn't. It's not funny. I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, you completely, I completely didn't hear that, or I would be laughing. Seriously. <laughs> oh, uh, it was my. It was like three point five out of ten. Secret reincarnation club passwords. So. Yeah, you did laugh. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're ending on a good note, John. <laughs> Thanks for the pity, John. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, You're welcome. Next time. <laughs> Next time on the X-Files, we're already a quarter of the way through season three, and Whoa. we're doing episode six, Too Shy. So what do you guys think? The story of Kajagoogoo, what that band is called. <laughs> Kajagoogoo. They go on tour with, with the band Kajagoogoo, because they sung the Too Shy song. <laughs> I don't know. I also thought of a band. I was thinking it was yeah, going to be like a boy song. band, but they were also alien hunters. <laughs> like, <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> and so we're gonna see Too Shy do some uh, smooth boy band dance moves and catch aliens. I want to see that. Don't be ridiculous. Clearly, um, <laughs> as in the movie The Five Heartbeats, the greatest movie ever made, um, there's gonna be a couple of guys playing shy brother, trying to pick up some ladies. <laughs> but their shy brother tactics are gonna fail when it turns out the ladies are actually alien monsters. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> no. Yikes. And Mulder's, Mulder's going to be in the same speed dating group with them. <laughs> got to bust an alien monster lady. All right. Well, um, for Too Shy, we're going to have uh, DJ Johnny John. Johnny John John Jay. Um, Johnny John John Jay joining us. So big ups to J-Po. Um, and that's it except for uh john friday thank you <laughs> where can we find you on the net you can find me it doesn't matter <laughs> i don't do anything on the internet <laughs> right. i have a twitter account uh j-o-n from n-k-y and i'm on the facebook group and i'm constantly reading and laughing the things that you guys put on there and posting some things myself and <laughs> yeah that's about it yeah i don't have i don't have the patience or the uh the intelligence or I'm not nearly funny enough to have my own podcast, so I'll just continue to listen to you guys. But I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, guys, before we go? You have more than I, one, Robin. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, until next time, uh, I actually um, just want to say I'm off to help my wife with our new baby, so we're going to be taking a break, but you guys aren't going to be noticing since we did record a couple episodes ahead of time. So next week, I will return <laughs> to avenge all the petty tyranny and cruelty I've suffered. I will be reincarnated, recharged, and reunited as podcast or microphone. Mark my words. Two weeks worth of scribble down puns and coma-inducing jokes. Two long weeks. This will be my justice. This will be my... (laughs) Also, Brad, you need to put hollow notes at the end. You're going to put put Mandy here because, you know, it's a better hollow note song. (laughs) 
oh, I'll put something. I'm dead, and he's talking about hollow nuts. Five minutes of rest in peace, Robin. <laughs> rest in peace, Robin. Rest in peace. Bye, everybody. Bye. All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to you at. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at supersecretspoiler at introtox.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet, introtox.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out Redemption Cast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Yip. You can also find me on I'llWatchThatMovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack podcast and also on the Twin Peaks podcast. Yes, sir, honey. It happened on one of them zippity doodah days. Now, that's the kind of day. When you can't open your mouth without a song, jump right out of it. Zippity doo dah, zippity My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zippity doo dah, zippity Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Yes, sir. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Oh, sunshine in the way. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder It's the truth, it's actual Everything is satisfactual Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay Wonderful feeling, feeling this way